This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Green and White, the weekly Argyle Life podcast. This podcast, as you know, is available on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher, and Player FM now, actually, so please follow and subscribe on those platforms to keep up to date with new episodes. And with us this evening to discuss the latest on all things Argyle, we have Sam. Hello. Tom. Hello. And Adam. How are you all? Yeah, sorry, Adam. Again? (laughs) How are you all? (laughs) Doesn't want to hear from Adam, clearly. Um... (laughs) Yeah, well, well, I'm very good. How are you? Ah, oh, good, thanks, Tom. Adam. I oh, can't yeah, complain. Not bad. Last time you said that you were ill the week after, so yeah, that's true. But I said it was perfect last time, and so I've just tried to tone myself down. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, let's let's kick off with you then, Adam. Um, uh, obviously, you published your match analysis earlier this week. Yep. What were your thoughts following that one-one draw with Portsmouth? As a quick aside, is it bad to say I was entertained a little bit by the game? Lots of people seem to think it was You're... a very dull encounter, so I don't know. It, it was a dull encounter. Yeah, see, I didn't like, I, I mean, it wasn't the most, you know, the highest quality of game, but you know, it might have been being taken away by the atmosphere, being taken away by the twist and turning of the fact we went behind and came back. I don't know. I was entertained. <laughs> <laughs> like nothing yeah. happened. I mean, you know, maybe, maybe look, I'm I do not shy away from the fact I take joy in odd things in football. And maybe that sort of game was one of them. Anyway, anyway, looking at the game itself, I think the thing to take away from it is very much a tale of the midfield. Neither side, in to in my experience, lined up with a midfield that they would consider their strongest. One was by choice. One was by circumstance. I accept Nick. You'll accept that. Who's was by choice? Ours was by choice, and I was about to say, Nick, that admittedly, ours was a little bit of circumstance, but I think we've had the discussion in the past that our midfield could be improved by the options we have that doesn't involve Jan Songo and David Fox as the defensive pairing. Portsmouth, meanwhile, I think Tom mentioned in his tactical preview, and I've mentioned in the analysis as well, that there is very much a, and I wouldn't call it an injury crisis, but injury problems that Portsmouth have in their midfield. I think they had three players that were out of it. And it meant that their midfield two couldn't carry out the all-round game that is required of a midfield two. As a result, Argyle were able to 
on occasions pass through them. Not to the extent I'd have liked, but that's because of the limitations of Argyle's midfield itself. But there was one instant that I outlined on the analysis just leading up to the free kick where Ryan Edwards had the ball on the halfway line, not much danger, and within two seconds passed it to Lemiras, passed it to Songo, and suddenly we were running at the defence. Ideally, if you're a midfield... It's not exactly the player you want running at the defence, mind. It's not, it's not. Granted. Of all the players to have in space, taking advantage of that poor midfield, Jan Songo is not the one I'd No, pick. no, if I could have had mostly any other player on the field, I would have chosen him. But it was an example, really, of how the Portsmouth midfield was easy to cut open on occasions if Argyle had the ability to. As a result, you know, you've mentioned it was Jan Songo taking it forward. We didn't cut through the midfield as much as we'd have liked or as much as I'd have liked. But, you know, it kind of, I wouldn't say cancelled each other out, but it meant that both sides had their problems in midfield and both sides were able to take advantage when, when they got the correct players on the ball in that midfield area. Did it result in a little bit of a stalemate? Possibly. And, you know, was the result fair in that one? I'd say so. But that's the sort of thing I picked up on, particularly in the midfield. Both sides had their deficiencies and it kind of meant both sides weren't able to pick up the three points. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't really disagree to that. Because honestly, it's going to sound a bit boring. I, I, I maybe will disagree in the fact that I didn't, I didn't really find it as entertaining maybe as, as Adam did. I, I'm pretty sure that's last, just me, to be fair, of... so don't worry about that. <laughs> fair enough. I found, to be fair, the last 30, 40 minutes weren't too bad, but the um, kind of the first half and start of the second were quite dull. I think when Pompey got their goal, it certainly... Uh, livened up a bit from that point. I think we, we realised, hang on, we're behind, we have to go for it a bit more here, which is maybe a bit of a cliche, but it is, it is what it seemed like. We Our general build-up play wasn't too bad. I think Songo and Fox worked a little bit better than, than what they normally do, maybe because the Pompey midfield was also depleted. Um, Songo had, had one of his better games. Fox had a, had a pretty good game, actually. It's the best, best game we've had in, in quite a few that I can think of. Um, admittedly, without having seen the Peter game yet. And overall, I feel a draw was Sam, a fair result. Sam, Sam, Sam. Yeah. You haven't seen the Peterborough game. You haven't seen the Burton game. You haven't seen the Oxford game. You ha- you've only seen Wickham this year. And this one, so I'm not really sure you're qualified to make that statement that it's the best I've one you've seen, seen him play. I've, I've, Considering I've, before that, Coventry before and Warsaw, that, you'd I've seen him play Coventry Wimbledon, lost. Accrington, lost. I mean, Coventry and Walsall as well. I've seen him play. Oh right, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but anyway, one of his better performances this season, I would say. Uh, and overall, a draw was a fair result. If either team had to nick it, I think it would have been us. But a draw was a fair result. Tom, do you want to elaborate on what Sam was saying about um, Portsmouth's uh, how Fox and Songo benefited from the midfield? I feel <clears throat> I feel sort of for their midfield too. They weren't able to close this down as quickly as they had done previously. I mean. In the previous fixture, they had uh, Thompson and Naylor in the middle, and then Lowe would come back and uh, track our midfielders so that all yeah, and uh, Ness, too. O'Keefe, it was yeah. Uh, so we had Ness, O'Keefe, and Sarsvich all closed down. This during this game though, they weren't able to close down as quickly, and therefore we were able to pass the ball out to well to a greater effect almost. Wasn't those three though? Was it? It was Song O'Keefe was on right mid. We had O'Keefe right mid, and I mean let's look. I mean, that's a nightmare that we're not going to discuss again. We had five centimetres. Yeah, we? we had Songo defensive mid, Sarsvich and S ahead of him, Connor Grant left mid, and O'Keefe right mid, and then Ladapo, some poor lone striker, feeding off <laughs> absolutely nothing. We played five central midfielders and still didn't play Fox. <laughs> that was yeah. that era, really, doesn't it? And then we had Carey, Taylor, and Lemiris sat on the bench thinking, why aren't we creating anything? Carey, Taylor, Fox, and Lemiris all on the bench. What a joke Aye. that was. <laughs> um... 
I know, Tom, you wanted to talk about Carey, actually, this week. Uh, why don't you introduce us to your thoughts on that? Throughout a lot of the season, he's been unfairly criticised by a lot of Argyle fans. A lot of people to, like, are saying, to, well, extent. 20, to the greatest extent, people are saying, oh, he's not scoring as many goals, and therefore he's having a poorer season. And I think that's, I think that's quite a lazy judgment to make on a, on a player of Carey's uh, quality. I mean, he's already got eight assists this season, and throughout the whole of last season, he had 13. Obviously, with... Ladapo in front now, Ladapo is a more direct player. He's not going to bring the ball down to the effect that Taylor did and give players like Carey and Lemiris the chance to score. You, you said it's a bit of a lazy assumption or lazy judgment, which I agree with. Do you, do you not think that it's exactly the same thing to then measure him by his assists instead? Do you not think that... You, I mean, those are good metrics for understanding certain players, but... You know, we can look at wider performance levels. So, for example, chances created. I know we we can't see them because we don't have them. But my point being, would chances created and dribbles and so forth not be better barometers of his success? I, I not that we have them. My point being that assists and goals, you know, are very crude and not especially. Because I mean, Ladapo is yeah. our top scorer, but I don't think that means he's anywhere near our best player. He's not even in my top five for the season. No, I think my point more so there was was that. Uh... People are saying, "Oh, he's not scoring any goals." But if he's still he's still assisting, he's still contributing something to the team. I mean, he's got three goals and eight assists this season. That's still a t- four that's goals still contributing to twenty. In the, I meant the league, the league yeah, is four. Oh, sorry, he's four goals. In the cup. He's got four. Consi- yeah, this is his fourth. So that's twenty-seven uh, percent of our goals this season. He's contributed to Sam. I think when you're judging if Kerry has had a, has had a bad season, you've got to look at it from two ways. And I'd say, do you look at it from the point of view of has he had a good season by objective League One creative midfielder standards? The answer would be no. And I think the other would be, has he had a poor season by the incredibly high standards of Graham Carey? I'd say probably yes. Um, he's not had as good a season as any of the last three. I think that's that's hard to deny. But he has still put in. He has still put in a lot of good work. He has still created a lot of good chances that have led that have led to goals. He'll, he'll tend to have quite a quiet game, and then all of a sudden he'll make, put a great cross or a great pass out of nowhere. Um, he had those two set pieces, didn't he, in the Warsaw game? He didn't. He didn't have a great game in general play that game but he had those two great decisive moments that led to headed goals by Edwards and Canavan so you've got to you've got to say is he absolutely on fire bursting past defenders opening teams up you know making the right decision every time he gets the ball like the carry we have seen I don't think he is I don't think that's unfair to say that he's not been of that absolute on fire level for whatever reason but he's still producing at valuable moments which is why he's still very high name on the team sheet for me and I wouldn't even have thought about dropping him at any point Question, first off, mm. I mean, we're talking about is Kerry having a bad season? So, I mean, his assists and so forth can drop, but that doesn't mean he's necessarily having a bad season. That can mean that the team around is impacting him. So first question would be, do you think that it's Kerry's fault that he is underperforming by those standards? And second would be, do you not think that your um, the way you remember his previous performances you know, it's, it's not trustworthy. You know, you're thinking back and seeing his goals and his assists and not the fact that, you know, he was quiet. Like all creators, he was quiet throughout a lot of those games. He just came up with the goods on a more consistent basis. But in those games, he's still performing like he did at Walsall, against Walsall, when, you know, he he wasn't lively for the entire game, but he delivered the cross, which created the goal. I mean, think think back to um, the season we won promotion. Think about how many times he delivered a assist from a set-piece rather than, you know, beating a bunch of players and putting a cross in. He was never, like like all 
you know, created this level. He's never, you know, dominating and creating chances for fun. Set pieces still are a big part of creativity at this level. Well, yeah, but I, I, I do still think his general play, this, this is probably the weakest season he's had for general play, it just seems that little bit, his, his end product maybe isn't quite so consistent. I mean, you'll have the stats to that, whether, whether that's true or not, but the impression I get is that he just seems like maybe maybe a little bit less confident when he gets the ball. He doesn't, you don't quite believe that he's going to charge at a player and get past them like like he would have done in previous seasons. Is he still... When did he do that ever- in previous seasons? Well, all sorts. Well, I can't remember exact time stamps, minutes, and games, but I think that he. Um, I Throw think me he... examples of when he's run. At, you know, what kind of goals are we talking? Uh, are we are we talking about him beating three, four people, creating a chance, or scoring? Well, what about what about the, the um, Shrewsbury home goal last season, or the Morecambe home goal in fifteen sixteen? He dribbled past one player and hit it in from distance. But that's the thing. You don't. You can't quite picture him doing that the same way at the moment, can you? He just doesn't seem to have that level of confidence. He used to pull them out. Every every few games, didn't he? Whereas this season, he scored. Yeah, okay, he scored a goal on uh, scored a goal on Saturday, but he hasn't scored a goal since September, and he just done. I I feel that it's it's not only that; it's the fact of his um his decision making on the ball. It used to be that with Kerry, even when he wasn't scoring or assisting, whenever he got the ball, you'd be very confident he would do the right thing with it. He would play the right pass it, or he would run at a player if needed. Whereas now, I think that he will often try and do too much, whether that's out of frustration or trying to feel he's got to, you know, add some goals, I don't know. But I feel he'll maybe try and do too much. He won't quite have that very instinctive sense of this is the right thing to do, like he would have done before. I feel he's you, you not cited, full You cited the examples of shooting from distance. That's right? only one example. Oh, no, oh, okay, you cited that yeah. example, though. What you know, th- Think about the game against Blackburn. When he scored yeah. the Screamer. When he played, scored against Morecambe. When he, you know... Those examples, Shrewsbury mm. as well. Who was playing in the centre attacking mid position? Uh, he was mostly. It was him or no one. Mm. So what happens when we start to crowd the centre attacking mid position? Well, I suppose, I, yeah, I suppose that's a fair point that he's um, he's often he is often playing, but he's not playing as you know, somebody else in that role. It's often Sarsovic, isn't it, at the moment? So if you've got Sarsovic in there, plus two defensive midfielders, plus Lemiris who plays more centrally than Kerry anyway. And you're mm-hmm. thinking about why isn't he scoring as many from distance? One suggestion I'd give is when you look at his goals, he does score from distance. He's, he, you know, often he works some space for himself before shooting. And how often yeah. are we now seeing him get that space? Th- think you remember that goal of the month goal he scored against Morecambe. Kennedy gets inside, beats a man, lays off to Carey, and Carey has time to take a touch, set look, set himself, and fire it in. You know, th- that space we're not seeing him get as routinely. And let's not forget how infrequently he scored those long-range goals. Anyway, these, you know, they were still very infrequent. Sorry, um, against Morecambe, this is fifteen sixteen. I was talking about. Oh, I was talking. Well, he still scored a scream from outside the box in sixteen seventeen. Anyway. Oh, in the Morecambe, the one 0 home win. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, I, I recall the one you mean now. But that was them. Um, so both examples against Morecambe, in fact. But yeah. Okay, that I didn't really think of that to be honest with you. I guess because even when we weren't playing a four, you know, a four-two-three-one. Even though he wasn't in that role, there was still that that little bit more empty space for him to run into. But now it's a bit more overcrowded, possibly. I think you're right, but I don't think that necessarily quite explains the, the general dip in performance. I'm not talking about anything major. I just think he's having fewer sevens and eights and more and more sixes. I would say you then, agree then, with that, don't like you? Adam? Ma- not any one major thing. He just generally doesn't quite seem on on top of his game as much as he had in, in other on other occasions. You agree with that, don't you, Adam? I do. In a way, I I think. First and foremost, I'd like to go back to the point you made regarding, you know, is the is the fact that Kerry's had a little bit of a downturn, as some people call it, 
his fault or the fault of the players around him. And I think it's almost entirely based on the way we set our team up, actually. And whilst I do agree that I don't think Kerry's confidence has been as high in recent months as it had been in previous months where he was scoring a lot of goals, I still think we need to look at the setup. And I agree with your point, Nick, regarding the central attacking mid. I'd go back to the way we set up in the more defensive midfield positions that don't allow the passing and renews to Kerry. And it means that whenever he picks up the ball, he's out wide, he's got men to beat, he doesn't really have a chance to set himself and get into the centre. And it means that he's having to fire off long. He is firing off long shots, but they're always from wide positions. They're decent enough for the goalkeeper to save unless he really does pull it out of the bag like he did at the weekend. And I think it's something in those circumstances that we can compare to what Portsmouth did on Saturday. They have Lowe and Curtis out wide who are more than capable on their day of dominating any defence. But they were out wide. That was the key point. They couldn't pick the ball up in the centre because the avenues for passing through the midfield were not there. And that's not been the case at Argyle, or that, rather that has been the case at Argyle, all season that those avenues have not been there for Graham Carey to pick up the ball in the positions that he'd like. It's, redu- it's reduced the amount of goals that he scored. Admittedly, his assists still remain at a consistent level, but that's got a lot to do with his creativity more than the way that the team plays. And I think, yeah, I think, yeah, I do agree that his confidence has been lowered. And I do hope that the goal on Saturday picks it up. As we saw, he was attempting that, frankly, ridiculous piece of skill that beat Nathan Thompson in the corner. But I don't know, hopefully this is a turnaround for his confidence. But I don't think this is going to be a turnaround for his goal scoring. I think you need the team to be restructured a little to see that. I think that's a fair assessment. I, but what I, would, I, what I would say is I think there is still a lot of scope for improvement, even if he doesn't start scoring again. And I think this is what it hopefully that could bring. Could he definitely seem very much a different player second half? Yeah, I... The relief on his face when he did score. I know I was challenging you on your thoughts, mm. um, but I do agree that he, he hasn't been, especially in the last month, it almost looked to me like the frustration was getting to him even more. Oh, absolutely. I, he, was absolutely. Giving away the, he, he was giving the ball away more than usual. Or as far as I was noticing, he was giving, away, he was giving the ball away more than usual. Simple passes were going astray, and he was yeah. trying too hard, and you know, it looked like he was trying to force it. In many ways, like he was trying to force things to happen. Like I said, he he just looked more frustrated. And from the moment that goal went in, the celebration, he looked relieved more than anything. Like the close up on his face, he looks absolutely delighted as you would be. Mm-hmm. In the post match interview, basically quoted exactly how many games it had been since he scored, which suggests it was playing on his mind. And as soon as it went in, we start, you know, we started to see him take on Thompson even more and you know roast him and. The corner, yeah, the trick in the corner was absolutely delightful to watch. I think we've all watched it a fair few times back. I'm watching it right it's now got, it's, on a loop. It's, yeah, it's got so many views on. I mean, did I see it got hundreds of thousands of views? Did I read that right on Twitter? Wouldn't I believe. Surprise me. Yeah, so that's all. Sort of there was thing. one. There was one where I had over a million views. A mi- so over a wow, over a million. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it would make sense. Tom, did you want to, you open this conversation? What were what, what your responses to some of the thoughts that have been raised? Well, I have to agree with what's being said about him dragging the ball in century. He hasn't quite got that build-up play that he once had. I mean, if you're looking at last season, you had that triangle between Lemiris, Taylor and Carey, where they're all feeding off each other, all giving each other a chance and setting each other up. And whilst you've still got that that play between Lemiris and Carey, I still think that with Ladapo's more direct style of play, he's, he's going to go for goal. I think it's he's got three assists this season, Ladapo. And I feel like, like that feeds into what you were saying about how Kerry was almost frustrated. He was trying to do too much. He was trying to create chances for himself to get goals and assists. 
Okay, going forward, what do you think happens though? Because we've already identified, you know, the system's not going to change. The system's still going to be the same one that we believe limits him, right? So, mm. confidence or no confidence? Look at Lemiris. Lemiris um, obviously got his goal against Peterborough. I, mean, I don't want to say too quickly the goals are drying up, but I always saw that as you know a spell of form principally because when you break down the goals he was scoring we're talking about a series of half chances and you know players go through periods of scoring those chances Lodapo went through a run of you know scoring goals when the chances went in but you know that will come to an end will Carey now go on a for- run a form similar to Lemiris will his you know will everything improve will he suddenly turn it around what do you think is going to happen well, it's a difficult one because obviously we're not going to be able to put him in that centre attacking mid role. I mean, if we're going to put him there, then we're looking at perhaps dropping Sarsovic, and that's obviously something that isn't quite going to happen. I think going forward, we're going to have to see what's going to happen next season, whether Adams brings someone else in who he thinks can allow Kerry to play in that role, or whether we're going to stick with Ladapa if he stays beyond the end of the season. That assumes that Kerry and Lemiris stay. That's true as well, obviously, yeah. Yeah. Okay, um... From that, I think we should. Uh, that seems like it's rounded off nicely, unless any of you wanted to chip in at the end. Seems not. Nope, yeah. I'll take that silence <laughs> as a no. Um, yeah. In which case, let's move on to the quiz. Two weeks ago, we recorded, and Sam Down put up a measly two. Only two then jet off on holiday without sending me his uh, his audio file so I can <laughs> yeah. edit and publish it. I promise I'm not trying to rig mm, it. There's a big conspiracy there, honestly. <laughs> I think I think I'm going to get some really horrible questions to make I up. I hope for that, so. I? I hope so. I really think I am. <laughs> I, well, no, you're not going to get horrible questions, unfortunately. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't have time to. Tom took it last week, and he got two. Um, so I mean, that was actually a pretty good effort, considering. I had sat- three, didn't I? I think it was three. It might have been three. Well, I've I've already got it noted down uh, somewhere. You might have had three. You probably you edited it, so you probably know. In which case, you probably got the same amount as Sam then, uh, which is quite the statement because Sam is Mr. Know-it-all uh, when it comes to... He is, he is. Sam's got a uh, wealth of uh, Argyle-based knowledge. So I can't deny it. Very respectful score. Anyhow, um, so Sam's going to be deducted five points anyway. Um, that's that's already happened. But he can make up yeah. some of those five points in this coming upcoming quiz. Is that the punishment if you're spending a wrong file or five-point deduction? Yes. All right, okay. Let's just give it a go then. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going to pretend as though that doesn't help even things out after you had that lightning start when you got 8 out of 11, but it certainly is helping. Okay. <laughs> right, are you ready, Sam? I'm ready. In the week that Argyle have been linked with Joe Mason... Well, well, well you... hang on, what's the category and what have you? Shut up and listen, would you? Oh, okay. In the Ooh, week okay. that Argyle have been linked with Joe Mason, your mm. category is... Joe Mason... Oh, okay. I thought that was going to be the start of a question. Fair no. enough. <laughs> okay, go on. Are you ready? Yeah. Cue the music. Per football manager, what is Mason's monthly wage? 15000 Correct. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Mason scored his first goal against which side? Sheffield United. Correct. Does that sound? That sounded like Tom. Definitely me. Oh, okay. Um, in total, how many goals did Mason score? Eleven. Ten. Oh. For how much money did Cardiff purchase Mason? One hundred and fifty thousand. Incorrect. Two hundred and fifty thousand. Who did Mason nutmeg in the final of the League Cup? Oh, Quickly. Uh, Daniel Agger. Incorrect. Pepe Reina when he scored. Uh, bonus point question: 
In the game in which Mason scored his first brace for Argyle, two players were sent off. Name them. Oh, oh, hang on, hang on. Hang quickly, been, quickly. Uh, uh, Incorrect. Nelson and Zubar. Wrong game. That was hard. Yes. Uh, oh no, actually. Oldham, Oldham. Yeah, Oldham. I don't think, even think it was Bonds and Garland who got sent off in that game. Bonds was sent off against Sheffield Wednesday, but never mind. True or false? The, se uh, the seven goals Mason scored for Argyle 2010-2011 are the most league goals he's scored in a single campaign. False. Correct. How many senior international caps does Mason have? Zero. Correct. Against which side did Mason make his final start? Leighton Orient. Correct. In which season was Mason named Young Player of the Year? 2009-10. Correct. Well done. Thank you very much. Uh, that was one, two, three, four, five, six. L late, uh, strong flourish at the end. Four right on the spin. Yeah. Shame about the points deduction, but yeah. Still. So you have gained one point from that round, which is fair enough considering you only got three in the other round. So you yeah, don't really deserve well, many. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm two points worse off than if I'd have just not made the error. Then essentially. Yeah, pretty much. That oh, seems like enough. a fair punishment yeah. to me. Really. Seems like fair enough. Yeah. Uh, especially since Tom then had to do the difficult quiz. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. How would you have done on that one, Tom? A uh, fair bit better, I imagine. Really? Oh, I thought you knew sure. nothing about the sure. championship years. I know plenty about the championship years, I just got a bit confused about one question last week. Yeah, well, I asked, what did I ask you? I asked you about championship teams and you named two League 2 teams. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was sure quite embarrassing. <laughs> 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 no, I certainly knew some of those questions. Okay. Do you remember what the question was? Uh, which two back-to-back -back games he scored against Reading and Barnsley? Yeah, and you said one. Dagenham and... and Morecambe. Dagenham and Morecambe. <laughs> <laughs> Who I don't believe he scored against anyway. Yeah. Oh, dear. Right, um, looking ahead to Saturday, uh, Bradford, as far as I know, they're four four two currently still. Uh, with Yeah, they've still got George Miller and... Um, Oh, what's his name? David Ball leading... Is it David Ball up front with him? No, Owen Doyle. Owen Doyle and um, yeah. George Miller, and they did very well against us in the... Um, uh, back in the league when they drew 3-3. Three, three. Um, they did a good job against Edwards and Canavan. They struggled a bit. Must be one of the few sides to play that kind of um, two-man quick strike force. Actually, no, there's a few sides that, uh, that do that. Anyhow, um, yeah, Tom, what's your prediction going to be? 2-1 Argyle. Sam? 2-1 Argyle. Very positive. Adam? 2-all draw. You aren't allowed to elaborate on why you think this, you know. Normally I do, I just couldn't be bothered. No, I, I think I think they're, they're not that great. They've kind of had a bit of flourish before, and I know we're not that great either. But I, I don't know, I just feel we've got a bit of confidence. I know the run will come to an end, but I feel it might continue a little bit further here. They're not on great form. We're on pretty good form. Um, maybe the extra confidence inspired by Kerry will lead us to a narrow win and the fact that I'm going and I, I've not seen us win away in a long long time so I really do one when was your last away win? it was Oxford just pretty much almost dead on a year ago and in fact, yeah, that, very that, weekend, last season. that very weekend a year on I've, I've, I've missed this season all of our wins that I've been to I think all of our losses bar two and I'm going Saturday so fingers crossed the pattern reversed itself fun when I got lose and you start giving everyone twos again Oh, yeah, that was a one-off that was a one-off reaction to Oxford this season. <laughs> Deary me. Um, ooh, I, th I think I'll side with Adam. Two-two draw. I think off the top of my head. Yeah, I think two-two. I. They, they, they have been quite potent in attack, especially when they scored four against Shrewsbury. They scored three against us. They went on a good run of scoring. Not very tight. Poorly recently, don't they? Sorry. 
They've done quite poorly recently, haven't they? They have done, but I can't remember I who they've been playing. Four games in six they've gone without scoring. Four? In, really? Without scoring? They, yeah, I know they didn't score no, against Fleetwood. 1-0 lost Fleetwood, 0-0 Wickham. They beat Shrewsbury 4-3, 1-1 Burton, then lost 4-0 and 3-0 against Southend Blimey. and Barnsley. Actually, that's a good point. I've just, rem- just remembered that... They were very counter-attacking when we played them. That was where most of their goals came from, quick, incisive counter-attacks. I, given that Adams knows this, I fancy he'll put people behind the ball. OK, right, I'm going to go for a 1-0 win, actually. 1-0 away win for Argyle. It's the sort of, thing Ad- th- sort of thing Adams would do. Away game, counter-attack them. Don't let them counter-attack us. And I think we might scrape it out. Sounds fairly sensible, to be fair. Sounds very Adams away game as a tactic, doesn't it? It does, but you know, if, if it's the old thing of even if it's a stop clock, it's still right twice a day, and this is really probably the game it's fairly suited to, you'd imagine. I was wondering how you're going to twist that analogy back into being relevant then. <laughs> well, I think I've managed to get there. <laughs> Didn't see the link. Uh, anyhow, uh, that's our show. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we all hope you enjoyed it. Please don't forget to subscribe and also leave a review on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and now uh, Player FM. Um, to keep up with all the latest episodes and obviously to help everyone else find it. Uh, thank you all so much for listening and from all of us, good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.